Episode two of Deep Thoughts with Nelly. Um, we are actually really stepping up our game this week because of uh, this new app and being able to have multiple people on here at one time. So we're actually going to add students in this week. And who better than my innovation group, the Free Range Podcast, with Julian Chedez, Josh Stewart, and Greg Styles? Welcome, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Julian, have you figured it out? Or are you okay now? Uh, I'm good. Can you I hear Greg? Got it. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. So we are going to talk about To Kill a Mockingbird chapters 29 through 31. And obviously the end of the book here, kind of the exciting part after the kids have been attacked and Bob Yule's dead. So the first thing um, in 29, we finally meet Boo Radley. Um, I'm just going to read this passage. I looked from his hands to his sand stained khaki pants. My eyes traveled up his thin frame to his torn denim shirt. His face was as white as his hands, but for a shadow on his jutting chin. His cheeks were thin to hollowness. His mouth was wide. There were shallow, almost delicate indentations at his temples, and his gray eyes were so colorless, I thought he was blind. His hair was dead and thin, almost feathery on top of his head. So basically, Scout comes in, Jem's in bed, and Boo is literally like hiding behind the door, and the movie does a good job portraying this. So... um, who wants to get us kicked off here as far as what your thoughts were like of finally meeting Boo in that section? I'll, I'll kick it off. Okay. I thought that's pretty much what I figured Boo to look like at, besides on the begin in the beginning where Jem thought he looked like with the teeth and he looked like he was like, like just a terrible person. He'd been in jail or something, but I was, I figured that's really what he looked like. And especially when I saw the movie, that's, put it together for me because i saw him like standing in the corner by the door and he looked like his description looked pretty well as to the book and that's what really put it together for me okay definitely definitely in the movie he is definitely pasty white yeah um obviously that's robert duvall and this was the first film he was ever in robert duvall's become a famous actor from that standpoint um greg already gave us his input how about josh or julian what do you think um i'll say that um, Boo Radley, I, like he literally looks like a normal person. He just looks like he might have like social issues, honestly, because like he never comes out of the house. You know, okay. that might be it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the guy's been locked away for like, I, you know, I don't know. He was a teenager when he got locked away, and I think it says he's like in his mid thirties. So I would think there would be some social adjustment issues yeah. this guy would have. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, in this situation, Julian, anything? To add? Um, I just thought Boo was like. I thought it was crazy how, like, he's been locked up inside this house for so long, but, like, he still has, like, good moral values and, like, saves the children. You know what I mean? And he, like, he, like, it seems like he actually okay. cares for them. Okay, so there is hope for us if we're locked away for this entire time. <laughs> yeah. <Come Yeah>. <laughs> we can actually come out and help the world and make soap dolls and do things for people. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so there is hope because Boo Riley has been locked away for so long. All right, so let's go on to 30 then. Um, One of the uh, parts I think in here is obviously uh, Atticus is wanting to do the right thing and like take this to trial. And he he is under the assumption, like he thinks Jem is the one that did it. And he wants it to go through the proper trial. He doesn't want his kids treated any differently. 
And I think it's really cool how Hectate steps up in this chapter. Um, one of the famous quotes we're going to get into is, let the dead bury the dead. Um, and as a matter of fact, a couple more, you know, it talks about here, there's a black boy dead for no reason, and the man responsible for it's dead. Let the dead bury the dead this time, Mr. Finch. Let the dead bury the dead. He goes on to say, uh, Mr. Finch, taking the one man who's done you in this town a great service and dragging him with his shy ways in the limelight, to me, that's a sin. And this is in reference to Boo Radley. It's a sin, and I'm not about to have it on my head. If it was any other man, it'd be different, but not this man, Mr. Finch. Mm-hmm. So obviously we get to the point then where they're talking about, okay, could it have been Boo Radley? <clears throat> so if we're talking about like the investigation, okay, and you get to play detective right now, what, how would you explain what happened that night when the kids were attacked by Bob Ewell? I, and anybody kicking? I think that Boo Radley stepped in and, he killed Bob Ewell because he just, I think Boo Radley has good morals. And I think when he saw what was happening or he heard what was happening, he had to go investigate and he did the right thing and he saved the kids' lives. Okay. Anyone else? I think the movie does a good job portraying it because they show Jem, I mean, they show Scout like get thrown aside and then Jem struggles with him a little bit. Then he gets thrown aside, and then this figure comes out of nowhere. You hear rustling, and then you hear Bob fall down, and he's carrying Jem away. So I don't think there's any way that Jem could have done it. Okay. No, it has to be Boo. Yeah, I don't really think Jem would have done it either way, just because, like, I don't think he could really overpower, like, an adult because of how, like, small he yeah. is. And, it, like, you can, you can see, like, when they struggle in the in the movie, like, it doesn't really, like, seem comparable to be, like, he's could definitely overpower him. Like, I feel like the, the adult is definitely an advantage there. Okay. So, let me ask you this, then. Do you think Hectate – let's assume that Boo Radley is the guy that killed Bob Ewell. Do you think Hectate, as sheriff of Maycomb, is doing the right thing by basically saying we're not going to take this to court? I think he's doing the right thing. Boo Radley just wants to be in his house. He doesn't want to come out and drawing this attention towards him. Like everyone would want to give him gifts and things like that for, for saving the lives of two children. But Boo Radley doesn't want that attention. He just wants to be left alone. Okay, good. Anyone else? Yeah, I agree with that, but I also I think it's a two way street. Like it could go both ways. Like I mean, it, it could be fine if they leave it alone because it's already settled, right? Bob Ewell's dead. I mean, there's there's no there's nothing more that needs to happen. But if they were to take it to trial, I mean, like what would happen? They would just everybody would praise Bob. I mean, um, Boo Radley, and maybe he comes out of his shell a little bit and starts living a normal life again. I mean, who knows? Okay. Um. I feel like it's not, like, I mean, obviously it's not, like, completely legal if it actually, like, we did know that Arthur is the one who, like, killed uh, Bob Ewell, but, like, I think it kind of would be more of the right thing to just, like, kind of let things settle down them, by themselves and not have to take it to court. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think the time period, definitely something like this would be more likely to happen in the time period right. we're talking about 1930s than today. Um, you know, today that would be a chaos or something like that you know we basically just let it take care of itself and we're not even going to investigate it um today that would never happen okay 
All right, let's go then to 31, the last chapter, which um, basically is kind of cool how, you know, getting back to there's something else I wanted to add here is how at the end of 30, um, Scout says to Atticus, well, it'd be sort of like shooting a mockingbird, wouldn't it, when she's referring to Boo Radley having to go to court. Mm -hmm. And that's when we can obviously see, and we talked about a lot about how she sees things from a grown-up perspective, but she then finally can make that comparison um, at the end of that chapter. So then in 31, the end, she walks Boo home. Um, One of the things here she says is Atticus was right. One time he said, you never really know a man until you stand in his shoes and walk around in them. Just standing on the Bradley porch was enough. So it was like she was able to see things from Boo's perspective standing on that porch there at the end. Um, The other thing at the end I think is kind of cool, and and I don't know why, if because I'm a father or whatever. The the last line when he's, you know, it it stated he turned out the light and went to Jem's room. He would be there all night, and he would be there when Jem waked up in the morning. And there's something cool about that, the comfort that Scout sees with Atticus, you know, um, being there, you know, for the kids and, and seeing the image of Atticus, like sitting there beside the bed mm-hmm. to protect Jim, you know, after his kids have been attacked. Um, so what were your thoughts then? I would like to hear your thoughts on the end of the book. Like, how do you think the conclusion went in overall on the book? Julian, I want you to start <laughs> here this time. Um, Cause you're going to kick off this party. I thought the ending was, I, I felt like it was like a little bit abrupt, Kind, I mean, I just, I thought, I didn't think it would end that, like, I didn't think the book would, like, end that night with, like, them talking about Arthur, and then, like, like him waking up in the morning with Jem, but I, I still, overall, I really, I, I enjoyed the book more than I thought, because in the beginning, it seemed, like, very, very slow, and you told us about that, that it was in B-Soil, but, and, like, I thought the book, I didn't, like, think about how the book wasn't just going to be about Arthur, and then, like, I, like, misinterpreted it, and then, like, as the court case started coming up, and, like, things, like, it got, I got, like, way more into it, and, like, I had to read ahead at some points, because, like, I wanted to know what was going to happen. Okay, yeah, good. Ahead uh, also. <laughs> so, so, like, so, like, Julian, let me, did, did you want him to turn into an Avenger, then, at the end, or what, what ending did you want, like, for Boo to be a superhero, or how, how? You said it I don't know. I just I wanted to, want I, w- I wanted there to be more interaction with Boo, kind of. Okay, so you would yeah. write a whole another sequel? About no, not another sequel. It's like <laughs> another chapter. <laughs> ah, okay. So just a whole another chapter yeah. on Boo, and like then how he became like the town hero, and they could put like a bat light out there for Boo to yes, save yes. the day then and fight crime. Oh, or maybe they, they had a chapter about Scout talking to Boo and. Boo is kind of giving her the rundown on like what's happened to him the last couple of years and why he's done what he's done. Yeah, I that'd think be that cool. Might be interesting to add. Yeah, that would be good. Okay, so Josh, you're in agreement then, like about the abrupt ending. I would, that you would just like to know more about. I it. wouldn't call it abrupt, but I mean, I feel like there could have been a little bit more that they could have added to it. Yeah. Okay. It was still a good book overall. Okay. Okay, Greg, what did you think about the book overall? I, I thought it was pretty good. I liked, I honestly liked the ending. I like how they had Boo Radley, like the first, what, couple, tw- 10 chapters or so, they were talking about Boo Radley, and then you don't see him for, like, another 10 chapters or so. And then right towards the end, he shows up and has a major role in the book. And I think also along with the book, if Atticus 
if Harper Lee didn't make Atticus like the the father that he was, a lot of the events that happened would would they would just change drastic drastically. Okay, um, let's talk about then. Like obviously, to to kill a mockingbird, you know, when you hear the title, you know, obviously many times it alludes to something in the book. Um, and definitely is the case here. But as you start the book, you have no idea where that title is heading. Yeah. So we talked about a couple characters throughout this book that would play the part of the Mockingbird. Um, I think the two, obviously, we can talk about is Boo Radley and Tom Robinson that mm-hmm. are both mentioned on occasion in the book. So which do you think that both obviously fulfill the Mockingbird role is one a stronger case than the other? What are your thoughts on that? Stewie, go ahead and lead us off there. Um, <clears throat> I would probably say that Tom Robinson makes a stronger case because we see more of his character. We know he's the, he's the nice, quiet, humble guy. That I mean, everybody thinks that he's the, the worst person in the world. And, but in reality, he's like one of the nicest dudes in Maycomb. Okay. And he literally just goes about his business, and like just like the Mockingbird, you know. And it's, I think it's I think he makes a stronger case than Boo Radley does. All right, uh, I feel like he makes a stronger case too because, I, I, yeah, Tom Tom makes Tom a stronger case as To Kill a Mockingbird okay. like role or whatever. Okay. Um, just because like how he like. I, don't, I can't remember the quote, but it was, like, about how they never do anything but sing. And I feel like singing is kind of, like, in in, in, uh, in in Tom's case, how, like, they just sing. Like, Tom just, like, helps out and, like, does the right thing. And he, like, really does, like, feel sorry That's for, that, like, that it, the white, like, for the white woman. And, like, he, like, he really is a good person. That is deep. That is deep. You just went to a whole new level there of deep thought. Thank you. Thank you. Impressive. All right, Greg. Well, that's going to be tough to top. Yeah. So I might go a little shallow. Yeah. I think I, – I agree. I think Tom is definitely, like, the more of a – is the better mockingbird or more of a mockingbird. Just because, like Josh said, we see him more and we understand who he is and we understand that – he's like everything that's bad about him it's only because of racism like it's not actually like what he is or how he is and i think we didn't see enough about boo radley to understand like he did one like amazing thing yeah it's amazing he saved the lives of the children but we didn't see more of his personality or why he's in the the situation that he is and okay good good okay uh so let me ask you kind of the last question here dealing with to kill a mockingbird what did you think of the movie adaptation of the book? And Greg, I'll let you start this time, but do you think it did a good job portraying? Like, what do you think as far as the movie and the book comparison? I, I thought it was good. I think it sticked closely to it, but not like there was a couple parts where it was off, but I think overall the movie kept pretty well with the book and I like how it portrayed the ending scene. Okay. So would you would you say you like the book better than the movie because it went into more detail? Yeah, I probably like the book better. The only thing I like about the movie more is you're able to see what the characters would like actually look like, I guess. Okay. Stewie? I can agree wholeheartedly with that. Because in like the book I, I would say I like the book more because it had me on my toes at the end. 
But the only thing I like better about the movie is you got to see what Boo Radley looked like. You would just be guessing if you only read the book instead of watching the movie. I think the okay. book builds more suspense in the um, like the forest scene, like right prior to the mm-hmm. attack. I think that that's the most. That's like the climax, and it's a lot more suspenseful than that clip we watched on the movie. Maybe that's because right. I already know what happens. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Ju- Julian. Now you 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 raised your level after your last answer. So, <laughs> well, I mean, we're expecting like. Really yeah, I'll try. Stuff. Well, what I thought is, I, I really like the the movie. I definitely like the book more, just because I like every I don't know every other book I've read and it has a movie. I've liked the book more. I feel like it's just hard to like kind of when it when there's a book like as good as like To Kill a Mockingbird, like it's kind of hard to like put that into like a movie and then like make it as good. But one thing I think they did do really good in the movie was mm-hmm. like Arthur's character. Like I, I thought that was like fantastic. You could really see like how like how good of a father he was like in the movie. And like I just thought, oh not Arthur, not Arthur. Mean, I mean, I mean, mean uh, not Atticus. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry Atticus. I didn't say like so. That's your new chapter as Arthur. <laughs> yeah. had kids. He was. I, I meant Atticus. Yeah, I mean, Atticus. Go about. now we're talking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know. First of all, I have tears as big as horse turds with you guys saying that the book's better than the movie because that just makes me <laughs> so proud. Um, but it is, you know, I mean, it is a top 100 movie of all time, and you don't see many novels turn into a top 100 movie of all time. Like, if we looked at that list and how many of them were books before movies, I don't think there would be very many on there. Yeah. So, in their defense, I mean, they did do a pretty good job of making making it into <laughs> – uh, I don't know, that, like <laughs> no. some side effect, but but uh, but it did make a uh, it, it it did do a, a successful job with it. Um, so, like obviously now you guys are what is happening? <laughs> I hear myself speaking. Um, so what are you guys doing here? Like while we got you on, what are you doing in your uh, free time now? Like under quarantine, what are your <laughs> options right now? You're doing well. Just yesterday, we had four. Got to keep busy. Hopefully, where? But were you six feet apart? Oh, wait. What does that even mean? Six feet. You're supposed to be six feet apart, so you can't like share of virus. Course. Never shoot an airsoft gun when you're. Yeah, because right then it's too much pain. <laughs> okay, hey, so, Greg, you shot. Gavin, so I guess though, that is a good that? game. That was- oh, oh, you- I did not say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i can i can uh, edit this <laughs> so so um so just airsoft and getting some nature right. in um all right and all right homework, so uh, yeah homework homework for, of course oh well yeah of course first priority yeah so uh appreciate you guys taking the time out to kind of help explain the book and i might be uh calling on your expertise here as we go throughout any students that are out there, maybe you'll have opportunities to share. Um, hopefully we're not out an extended amount of time, but if we do, this is something we're going to continue to do to do. Um, I'm sure you guys, do you guys have plans on doing some more free range podcasts? Absolutely. Definitely should stay tuned. All everybody. Right. So we'll, uh, yeah. So we'll try to get that out, get that out on social media, but you know, once again, guys, thank you for coming in and uh we'll be signing out this week and uh next week with spring break we may not have anything but uh after that if we're out we'll continue with these podcasts so see you guys later